for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Kevin Reynolds. Good evening. Andrew Hovecamp. How's it going, guys? And Jacob. Hello. No, no known last name. No known yep. last name. <laughs> that's that's become a common theme. Yes, it's it's Jacob. No with the last big names. Yes. Um, so welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to get your feedback on how mediocre we're being, um, and also follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at AiredBNB. Um, follow us as host as well. We tend to post on social media on occasion as well. You can see Hove Camp's butterfly. Uh, uh, gardens and how they're coming along potentially has has the progress been made since last episode uh yeah i got some borders in the back i gotta level the front pretty ridiculously he ran out of dirt i did i ran i used he up all the he dirt ran out of so dirt. i need to get more dirt <laughs> there's um dirt. but there the is back no is lined and ready to yard. plant we just had a we just had a frost it was frighteningly cold a little bit last week um so I think we're going to be in the clear, which means that I can start planting in the next week or so, and then it's nice. real. Are then you it's planting on. the butterflies. Are you? Yeah. How do you? How, are you planting butterflies? Yeah, you just you just put the cocoons in the ground, and then butterflies emerge every seventeen years, oh, right? Nice. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing. Hey, that I, on I your really tour. need. I really. I really need you. That Flynn. That's not true. And I'm really? I'm concerned that you actually didn't know that. I don't it's, know how I maybe yeah. go watch the butterfly effect. It's it's the plot of the movie. It's the plot of the movie. The butterfly effect. Flynn's like, yeah, okay. He plants cocoons and that's how butterflies go. Catcher. Oh my god, yeah. you were so dead. I was. I thought we were just having like a weird back and forth of sarcasm, <laughs> and you were so stone cold serious that now I'm concerned. Yeah, totally. I, I totally thought you just planted butterflies and they grew like trees. Yeah, totally. Okay, I will be planting plants and flowers and butterflies based on the flowers that I plant, will be very common in the garden. Uh, but speaking of things going into the ground, um, cicadas are coming. This uh, It's the 17-year cicada swarm really coming. coming. out of the ground, but yes. That's what uh, I meant. Looking forward uh, to that. Speaking of things coming out of the ground, uh, call back to a prior episode. I came to my basement this evening, um, and there was a wasp inside the basement. Um, so nope. I ran upstairs. You got, you got and that's why you're still in the house. Wife wasn't here. <laughs> Kid wasn't here. Dog is useless. Um, went upstairs, got two cans of Raid, and just coated the basement in Raid, trying to kill this one wasp. And then it took several, you know, minutes of carpet cleaner, fabric cleaner, window cleaner, and Mister Clean Magic Erasers to undo the bountiful uh, amounts of of you know chemicals all over the place. But I did kill the wasp, and I confirmed the kill. Um, thank you. Good. I I did it all by myself. Double tap. Um, so I did. You know. I did stock up. Bought two cans of Raid the other day at the store um, because it's time. The war has begun anew, and yep. um, it's time yep. to fight. They, they have sent their foot shoulder. They 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 are they are scouting right now. Uh, they're in the scouting method, uh, and I do not look forward to the onslaught. So. Um, you know, I basically drink bourbon all summer because of wasps uh, and because I'm terrified of them. So tonight I'm drinking uh, it's Old Forester Rye. Uh, it's 100 proof. It is a delicious rye bourbon or rye whiskey uh, for $19. You cannot go wrong for that. I feel like yeah. when when we dole out nicknames, your nickname might be 
you know, Flynn Busta Rhymes or something like that. Because you, you drink rye more than anybody else on the bourbon podcast. That, that was a bad joke. Oh, it was a great joke. Um, you I, know. I vehemently disapprove. And I am pretty liberal with my <laughs> jokes and approval. Because I'm, I'm going to throw out some bad ones, too, and I want approval. I cannot, oh, I cannot sign off on that. I was like, I was, like I, I, I was going through exactly what I said right before you started talking. I was like, I didn't rhyme anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right. Like, okay, so are you? Would you be the, the rye? The, the reference. The, what are you the, drinking, the, Kevin? I would the rather rye know. A catcher, a catcher. The rye in the rye. No. Call him Holden Caulfield. In the rye. Flynn Holden Caulfield is a much better. No, nickname. Holden Caulfield's one of the best characters in all of literature. I think and Flynn's he's one the of worst. the worst. Catcher characters in the rye, on in the rye is the worst book that we ever had to read. Holden Caulfield is the worst. No. I think it's perfectly. Appropriate. I'm smelling. I'm smelling vape here. <laughs> that is wrong. You're terrible. Don't. You're uh, terrible. I hope none of our per- leave it for, none of our high school teachers episodes. are listening. I read. I actually read not very many of the books that we had to read in our English class, and I read The Catcher in the Rye to completion all the way through and hated every second of it. I thought it was going to be well, amazing, and it just isn't. That, right, I usually spark noted the things, but I hated it. It was awful. Oh, it, it's cool because you're like a sophomore in high school and you get to say the f word. Um, but that was about it. I found no redeeming is, is qualities that, uh, in Holden Caulfield. It's J D. J D. Salinger, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't that? Yes. And Franny and Zoe. That's the other one. The other famous J D. Salinger novel. I don't know. They're both great. I, you're wrong. You don't know anything. I'm a doctor. I'm also drinking. Um, uh, I'm taking a. After I just insulted the man, I'm taking a a, a Flynn Ashley recommendation. Um, I spent the $16 on the Evan Williams bottled and bond, the hundred proof. And you're right. Um, like, like Evan Williams products tend to be, um, it is, it is above average taste for the, for the cost of the product. I'm really, I'm into it. Um, you know, I normally, I would categorize this as a, a mixing bourbon and not a, a sipping bourbon based on the cost and label. Um, but this is great. I, I'm enjoying it. So Flynn, uh, for for once, you were right about something. Cheers, cheers. I am I am a good purveyor of of taste. Huffcamp, I would be interested to hear what you're drinking. I hope it uh, involves better taste than your uh, catcher in the ride take. It, uh, I think it has to involve a little better taste because you just signed off on Evan Williams uh, bottled and bond 100 proof, and I'm drinking Evan Williams single barrel, which is the four dollar more excursion to. Purchase the sipping whiskey that is very smooth and loving, lovely, and uh, so. Uh, Sixteen dollars is what it costs for for Evan Williams bottled and bond. You paid right. at least twenty eight to thirty dollars for that bottle. Uh, yeah, you're not paying twenty dollars for a single. Twenty twenty might have been a little low, but I did not pay thirty dollars for this. I don't. I don't believe you. Because um, here's because okay. I, I used to. And you, got a, it, you go to those neighborhood liquor stores. You find the, you find the deals. Evan Williams Single Barrel used to be the best buy under $30. It was a $25 to $28 bottle of whiskey that was a 10-year single barrel. It was the best on the market. It's not not anymore because it's not 10 years anymore. They ran out of so much 10-year-old bourbon that now it's blended 8 to 10 years. Uh, It's still great, but... um, but then Henry McKenna came on the scene. They were a ten-year bourbon single barrel under thirty dollars, and they became the best. And then they won all the awards, and now you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, um, they don't sell it anymore. <laughs> you know, the, the green label Henry McKenna. We drank it all. I'm confident we drank it all. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Um, there was. I did purchase that a lot there for a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I can remember living in Nashville. And Nashville, you know, we've discussed. You know, they don't understand whiskey very much. But when I was in Nashville. 
the liquor store next to my house had purchased a, a barrel of um, a barrel pick of Eagle Rare. And I, it was 30 bucks. And I remember like every couple of weeks I'd go get a new bottle of Eagle Rare and they were just bountiful bottles on the shelves. And now you can't find it anywhere. So Damn Tennessee. So I don't believe that you spent less than $30 on that bottle. But if you did, I'm proud of you and I'm you happy for you. ought to believe that's, it because I definitely excellent. did. Uh, Pretty, what are you drinking? It's good stuff. Uh I'm drinking another gifted bourbon to me. Uh, I'm drinking Distiller Select Woodford Reserve. Um, I'll be honest, I did not realize that there was many different types of bottles of Woodford, but uh, this is the green-labeled one. Um, it's quite good, quite good. Uh, it's been a while since I've had Woodford, so it's a nice, uh, refreshing change of pace on things for me. It might have been um, since uh, my son's baptism uh, when you when you brought the Woodford Double Oak. Uh, yes, that is, we drank that is most of the bourbon. bottle in one night. Yeah, it was delicious. Yes, and Jacob and I enjoyed multiple glasses on on our on our back deck. Mm-hmm. My my dad and I have set a policy that we don't drink double oak before dinner. It's an after dinner drink because if we start it drinking it before dinner, we will never stop drinking it for the rest <laughs> of the night. Nothing's ever good as good as that. It's so great. It's real it's fantastic. Good. Um, also, I totally unrelated, but it's okay because there's been a lot of bad segues tonight. So I wanted to bring this up. Um, has have any of you all legitimately, uh, have any of you, and uh, Kevin and Flynn, I think you have experience with this. Have any of you ever had to try to uh, put clothes onto uh, like a, a tiny human or an inanimate object? Every day. Because it's very difficult. Is it like a baby? It isn't. Sure, a baby. That's fine. You yes. said tiny human. Yes. Are, you, are you referring yeah. to, right. yeah, to yeah, yeah, babies? Because they both have I kids. Have not, <laughs> I have not tried to dress Kevin. I have tried to, dr- tried to dress my son. <laughs> So, okay, fair. Well done. What I'm, well what done. I'm, what I'm getting with this is because I just needed to tell someone this. Uh, this happened today at work. I was assigned the task of, oh, put the put spring clothes on the mannequins in the store. So I was like, okay, I can do this. I can't. It took me an hour to get the clothes on and off of the mannequin. You have to go arm, arm, head. Yep. And you have to like take all the pieces of the thing apart it was ridiculous i'm not a fan of the i think that this is our fault because we left pretty at the end of every episode for so many episodes that now he's like scared that he won't get to say anything and he's just like oh we haven't started yet i wonder if i can just talk about mannequins for a quick second and we that's our fault that's our fault so sorry i I also i question i question the the premise that putting clothes on a mannequin and putting clothes on a uh child are exactly it's exactly the same thing that's yeah okay you in the nuts flynn Flynn, what are we doing tonight so tonight uh we have three segments for you we got another goldfish bowl where we're gonna each pitch an idea it's a little bit of a, a twist on the goldfish bowl we have another dr k's story time and we have another fictional battle royale. This uh, fictional battle royale. Sorry, that's what the drops are for that you make. You're pretty, right. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. How's pretty gonna know to put in a drop if he doesn't drop the drop? That's true. He did drop a drop there uh, orally. So um, we, the fictional battle royale is a little bit different than what we've done in the past. So we'll explain the rules as we go. So uh, before we get into the podcast, new, new wrinkles on old classic. That's the theme. What? Yep. Uh, before we get into the podcast, we have a word from our sponsors. 
Hey, this is Jacob with the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. First of all, we'd like to say thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, we want to hear from you. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know how we're doing, what you like and what you don't like. And if you don't like what you're hearing, then why are you still listening? Go ahead and turn it off. Anyways, back to the show. To unforeseen technical difficulties and conflicts in schedule, we need to record this episode several different times. There is no official sponsor of the Bourbon Brothers podcast yet. You didn't ask for it, but now back to the show. Welcome to the Goldfish Bowl. And welcome back into the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Thanks to our sponsors there. Uh, we're going to jump into our first segment of the day, the Goldfish Bowl. Uh, you guys may remember this from last time where we all pitched ideas, some better than others, some named better than others. But um, we were going to be very specific on this one. Um, Easter was was very uh, – we just celebrated Easter uh, not too long ago. We just had some fun on St. Patrick's Day, um, which is released much later than St. Patrick's Day. But it was a fun episode that we did on St. Patty's Day there. Um, and so we've been in a holiday mood. We got Derby coming up, and in Louisville, that's – as a bigger holiday than anywhere, anything else. At this um, rate, and this so, one will probably get released on 4th of July or something like that. <laughs> Happy Independence I'm, I'm, Day. Yeah. yeah that's why we're it. doing the holidays. We're going to release this one on accident. Hashtag the perfect America. time. But um, we have concocted a, an idea for this goldfish bowl where we just need a new holiday and we're going to all pitch uh, our holidays. And this will hopefully then be chosen by the other three hosts, um, potential holiday investors. Uh, we'll decide which one to go with. A couple of things that we're going to need from the holidays here. There must be a specific date. And I guess you could do, you know, if it's a shifting date, just make sure you have a rule for it, like fourth Thursday for Thanksgiving, um, all that kind of stuff. You must introduce at least one new holiday tradition. And your holiday must have a mascot. So there must be some form of like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or something like that. So those are the three musts. Other than that, your holiday can be whatever you want. Um, so pretty, you want to get us well, started? Hang on, hang on. Flynn? The, yeah. Hang on. The, the other difference here from our pre previous Goldfish Bowl and the other ones, we were trying to sell it to the other three as potential goldfish investors. In this case, what we're going to do is we're going to post this um, holiday, you know, these four holidays to our Twitter, Facebook page and our Instagrams. And we're going to give our, you know, the folks who listen to this an opportunity to vote. And the holiday that receives the most votes um you know, is the one that we're going to choose has won, and, and the four of us will do our best to celebrate uh, said holiday, if if possible. So uh, instead of competing um, for each other's, you know, lack of dollars, we're competing for listener appreciation and validation. So this is what we're going to do this time, and uh, here we go. And the losers will have to do something embarrassing, of, of course. That's how we do this. <laughs> Apparently, when you're sure. in charge of it, that's what we that's what we do. Um, yeah. Nobody else ever does. Because that. I've had to do nothing but embarrassing things in our group Your of friends life. my entire yeah. life. So yeah. I have that's, to get some you, sort of that, like vengeance. Excuse me. One of you sent out a photo of me as Peter Pan from the freshman year production on the Instagram last yeah, week. Yeah, I don't know who did that. That was I, that, that was person's hilarious. Though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't know who did that? Okay. Okay. We have an Instagram. 
we no, do. Inst- we do. Instant, instant <laughs> yeah, gram. We instantly instant gram. gram. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Our lonely fan solid. Is that like? Yeah. Is that like? Uh, like microwavable golden grams? Instant grams. It's, it's similar to that. So Huff Camp, who's up first? <laughs> um, I think I said pretty, but I honestly <laughs> don't care. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, so, um, all right. Uh, so for my holiday of choice. Um, I decided to do something that, uh, is a little practical. It technically is, it is not a, it is a day obviously, but it is not a holiday. However, I think it should be. And to kind of preface this for you all, I wrote a little tune. Oh no. This is cheating. I, I think we have to let him do it. I I can't imagine this helps him. I mean, I'm here for it. I want it. Tax day. It's all kinds of fun. Tax day, it's just one day and you're done. Tax day, it's time to turn them in. It's time to turn your taxes into the government. Tax day, it's all kinds of fun. Tax day, it's just one day and you're done. Tax day, it's time to turn it in. It's time to fill out your taxes to the government. Yeah. It sounded like a combination of Full House and Grease. You live with someone who's a very talented singer, and instead we had to listen to you. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I, 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 uh, I was like, I don't have time to write out the music and teach this to somebody. I'm just gonna do it myself. Oh yeah, uh, so, you would have teaching that was gonna be a long. You should have gotten. An, you should have gotten one of your students to do it. That that would have been way better. <laughs> Okay. What's the what's the holiday tax day? Holiday tradition is it's a day that everyone has off work to literally get all of their tax paperwork together and filed. So it's not it's not really a holiday for our accountant friends. So sorry, because that's the day that you're helping do everyone's taxes. But it's a day that everyone gets their taxes turned in because I literally it takes me like almost a whole month to get my taxes gathered. Granted, that might just be my, you know. Self-employed. It took me life. like 20, 25 minutes this year. Okay. You know, the day, the day, Hove Camp, that you were like, yeah, you just do this and this and this. And I was like, uh, that is not what I've ever had to do. I literally am filing like four different states yeah. at the same time yeah. and, and federal. Right. You're both unemployed and also employed by 20 different people. In four different states. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, tax day, April 15th. So instead of a mascot, I just wrote a theme song, which you just heard. Uh, I'll put it in in post, listeners, so y'all can hear it. Uh, Tax day, (laughs) it's all kinds of fun. April 15th, tax day. Um, I did come up with a a mascot, the tax lad, but then I didn't turn it in. It was going to turn into a jig. The song was going to be like a a jig, like a Saint. But then I was like, no, it's too much like St. Patty's Day. So uh, I ditched that idea. Tax lad. I love it. Anyways, tax day is my made-up holiday. Any questions? Uh, so many. Uh, Did you just David S. Pumpkins us? Use the most questions? random, the most random jingle thing ever, and then it's any it's like, questions. No, he stunned us with the music so that we couldn't make fun of anything else. Yeah, because it's a, like, not a good idea. This, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like, say this we whole, had to make fun of the music, and we can't make fun of the idea itself. Uh, th- this whole this whole holiday is predicated on like the, one of the things that Americans hate to do the most. 
Yeah, we've got to make it fun. You get Nobody like a day off. You can make it on. fun. You just said like do your taxes today. That's all. You, that's <laughs> yeah, all the holiday. No, you weren't like let's do a carnival. Like <laughs> just go do your taxes. Well, okay, I didn't go into the details of how each particular person celebrates tax day. I would you personally said it's choose a day off work to turn in your taxes. That's that's what it's for. You're right. It's a day off work to get your taxes together and. But you can do fun things like once you're done, you go to the carnival, like Flynn said, or it's a great idea. You're doing Flynn, so some great. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, this podcast does one thing, and it is better? and it is Flynn makes everybody else win whatever they're trying to do. <laughs> Terrible idea from Pretty. Flynn says, "Let's do this." Pretty's like, "There's a carnival." <laughs> I just Kevin make thinks, everyone's ideas. Kevin a thinks it's Molly better. Weasley is the best Weasley. Flynn's like, "Let me make that argument a little better." <laughs> Pretty's got a trash idea. Ponchoons. Uh, it's Flynn's just... like the ultimate wingman in this podcast. God, I, I don't have original ideas that are good, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a good wingman. <laughs> Excellent. Well. Let's hear your not good original idea then. Um, that seems like the na- most natural segue. Sure, sure. So my holiday will be held on August 5th each year because it is the midway point between two of the best holidays that we could possibly have, Christmas and St. Patrick's Day. It is the uh, – St. Patrick's Day is on March 17th. Christmas is on uh, you know December 25th. And so we will celebrate an Irish Christmas on August 5th where we will come together and, and celebrate the best parts of both St. Patrick's Day and Christmas. So we'll drink eggnog spiked with Irish whiskey. We'll wear red and green and white kind of all day long. We'll, uh, you know – yeah, spread the Irish cheer and Christmas spirit uh, by helping our community out and doing some service and then getting together for a pint of Guinness at the end of the day. And if you've been a good alcoholic, uh, you might want to leave out some uh, corned beef and Guinness and cookies for Leprechaun Santa, who is our mascot. It is Santa dressed as a leprechaun. Time out. Did you create this holiday simply because of your... Uh, decoration in your house, your leprechaun Santa that you have? 100%. Yes. Uh, so quick story on that. Uh, I have a figurine. It's about a, a foot and a half tall and it's Santa Claus dressed as a leprechaun. And so my wife and I, when we first started living together, um, she was like, let's go get Christmas decorations. And so we went to Target and we're just walking around and she was like, I want your input. And I was like, you're not going to listen to me anyway. She was like, go pick out one thing that you want and we'll buy it. And so I went down one aisle, I saw Leprechaun Santa right there and I knew that was the thing. And so I picked him up and that has been our tradition every year to put out Leprechaun Santa on our mantle from Christmas until St. Patrick's Day. But this is a new holiday to celebrate Leprechaun Santa, uh, August 5th, an Irish Christmas. I, I gotta say, I love this. I'm normally so not a fan of anything Flynn has to say in this podcast, but in a in a random weird moment, he's just created something that makes me like Christmas in some way. Um, Which I, has already I, been I, established that you're the Scrooge of the group. Oh yeah, oh yeah, humbug for sure. Um, I think it's it's now a um, a shoe in that. Well. Man, this is such a good idea. And I think people would exchange gifts. It would be tons of fun. I'm all all for it. Flynn, well done. Well done. I love love this. And it's coming up. We get to try this soon. Right. August 5th. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll celebrate it. I don't know how eggnog spiked with both 
whiskey and Irish whiskey will work, but sure. Just just choose Irish whiskey. You don't spike Instead. it with both. Yeah, you nope, spike can't it with do Irish it. whiskey. That feels like the easiest part of this. I guess that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's do it. This August, did you say August 5th? Yeah. August 5th. Okay. Is All the right. halfway point between March 17th and December 25th. Okay, Flynn, I'm going to write a uh, I'm going to write like a, a jingle for um Irish what is it called? That Irish one can Christmas? be a, a tax lad jing, a jig, if you would like. Uh, oh, it will be, but it'll have all the Frosty the Snowman beginning to look a lot like Christmas vibes. Yes, I think long. that the music potential for this holiday is outstanding because Irish music's great. Christmas music isn't good, but it, but Irish music would make Christmas music better. Have you ever listened to like actual? No, okay, it it's not. The, it's actually really bad. Uh, because you're taking something awesome and diluting it with something terrible. So it's all you're going to do is want the more awesome thing. So if we're only listening to Irish music, it's great, but it's not going to make its own. I mean, I'd be down for like a 75% Irish music, but like a song that is Irish themed, also Christmas themed. There are people, there are people that listen to this podcast that would be highly offended that you said holiday music is bad. Um, music is bad. Specifically, so Colin. Uh, I, Colin's Colin's not Christmas music. Christmas Colin, music is care. their friends. The fr- you can start listening to Christmas music take. Uh, December twenty third and stop listening to it December sixth twenty sixth. I, I think that's, that's too early and too late. I will. <laughs> there's. It's like maybe Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That's. I don't know. I don't know. I've got something to compete. Um, that I think is is as actualizable that we can get folks on board with. I'll, I'll be honest that it it has a um, it probably is only relevant to folks our age, a little bit older than us, uh, and that's really it. But I think that um, but I think that it would be a great a great celebration. So I'm proposing uh, March thirty first. Um, be now known as the Feast of Feeney. Um, I'm taking a day um, when William Daniels, who's the actor who plays George Feeney, the teacher, principal, professor, and then college administrator and world's best neighbor from the show Boy Meets World. Um, so when William Daniels was born, it was uh, March 31st, 1927. Is he and, still Oh, yeah. He is still alive. He is still That's alive. That's what I thought. Um, but the idea is um, I, I won't entertain an argument because there isn't an intelligent argument to be made that there is a more influential or better teacher in all of film or television history. George Feeney is the end-all, be-all, and he probably forever will be. Um, and in that spirit, on March 31st every year, uh, the new tradition – is that we take the time to thank teachers. Um, everybody spends a day writing to their favorite teacher from from growing up or teachers, and just thanking them um, for the great you know impact they had on their lives. I also think it would be a great thing. This is the the least fe- you know less feasible component, but it really if we could get the world on board, you know I think we're probably a couple months away from. The, the larger population of the United States, at least, to be subscribers to the pod. Um, but once they're there... Um, well, you know, this I'd is like our 4th of July a, episode, so yeah, it's probably yeah. 
already we were probably already huge now. Oh, you're probably right. Okay, yeah. so yeah. to the millions <laughs> listening, by now. <laughs> to the millions listening, I assume some of you own restaurants. And wouldn't it be great if on the you know feast of Feeney that every year teachers eat free at your restaurant, and that's the that's the tradition. So it's not only the calling, writing, and thanking your favorite teachers or posting about them on social media, but it's also a time when teachers literally have a chance to feast um, and and eat free because they're the most underpaid um, but most valuable you know assets of our. Um, of our country, you know, our teachers are are most important. So I know this is a comedy podcast, and I just got a little bit. What's deeper. the What's the mascot? Yeah. It's George Feeney. Uh, it's okay. it's a um, like a cartoon a, version of George Feeney. I would think think George Feeney, but like a mascot. Um, so he's just like a a, car, a, a caricature yeah. cartoon of George Feeney. Um, people wear mustaches uh, all the time. Um, you know, it's something like uh, you know you you dress as as George Feeney. I was th- you know, what got me thinking about is one of my favorite holidays is the National Talk Like a Pirate Day. And how do we make National Talk Like a Pirate Day even more, um, you know, purposeful? And let's find a way to make, uh, you know, to make this about the teachers. So March 31st, Feast of Feeney. I think uh, two things about this. I'm disgusted by how nice it is. Um, <laughs> this is yeah, did not this, see this everyone's like, let's you, do stupid stuff and have fun and like do whatever. And Pretty's like, oh, let's just file your taxes, uh, which is about as good as we could have hoped from him. But no, Thank Kevin, you. we come to you for this quality idea of hilarity, stupidity that's well thought out, and you just come at us with this loving, let's support our teachers, they're underpaid, let's feast for them and thank them, and it's teacher appreciation, and I'm disgusted because it's amazing. My mom's a teacher. Secondly, I think that a Feeny Blast should be associated with this. Yeah, Kevin's trying to get the votes uh, on the Twitter, Facebook, and the and the Lonely Fans, because b- saying pay the teachers more, like, everyone agrees with that. So you're just it's, you're just saying something that will that will get your, your votes. Uh, I agree with the premise. I do think that we should pay teachers more and celebrate teachers. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was hoping for some hilarity. Instead, you got a little deep and uh, something we all agree with. Damn wow, me. that's great. I refuse Quick to fo- apologize and again, for, you and know, again, for being a good person. A Feeney, an Eric Matthews-style Feeney blast should be associated with like, every oh, one absolutely. of these. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the cheers. It's like, Feeney! Yeah. Fun fact about George Feeney, Flynn. The callback to the last episode, when I mentioned about 1776 being, or two episodes ago, 1776 being an awful musical, he played John Adams in the original movie and i think original broadway cast of that that's a true fun fact not a jacob pretty fun fact but that's amazing all jacob pretty fun facts are true fun facts they're not move oh, on Hoof camp. Man, categorical, <laughs> categorically okay. disproven all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna refocus us here onto something that is going to be amazing so if you think about some of these holidays um, yes, it's, you know, for St. Patty's Day, we're just taking St. Patrick's Feast Day, taking an Irish thing and Americanizing it. That's part of, of some of, of these holidays. But things like Easter, things like Christmas, these are religious holidays that are centered around where there were already festivals, where there were already large-scale events in history. So fall, uh, or not fall, um, winter solstice, Christmas, uh, you get... Your Easter that's centered around the vernal, yeah, the vernal equinox. Um, 
So I figured we could probably find some things, find some holiday that's centered around one of the other equinoxes or solstices that we don't have quite the same fun. And I settled on something around the summer solstice. Everyone loves to hang out in the summer. Good times. Um, and so I'm looking for, for some great things to celebrate. And there is this fun little nugget. And it's going to get a little sporty, but it's really just enjoyable. So is anybody here familiar with the name Ernie Shore? No, no, <clears throat> no. Well, let me tell you why we're going to have Ernie Shore Day. <laughs> On June 23rd, <laughs> 1917, <laughs> this man threw a perfect game. However, it is not a perfect game. And for those of you that are not sports fans, a perfect game is when a pitcher in baseball gets all 27 outs from beginning to end flawlessly. Um, it's very rare. It's only happened like 20 times in hundreds of thousands of baseball games throughout recorded history. Ernie Shore does not have one yet. He retired every single batter that he faced, got all 27 of the outs. But here's why it's not a perfect game. Babe Ruth started the game pitching. Babe Ruth walked to the first hitter, got mad at the umpire for uh, some of the calls that he made. And the umpire said, if you say another word, I'm going to throw you out. Babe Ruth said, if you throw me out, I'm going to sock you. The umpire threw him out. Babe Ruth fought the umpire. So, <laughs> so Babe Ruth punches the umpire, gets thrown out. The catcher gets thrown out. Enter Ernie Shore, who immediately uh, gets the guy off first stealing and retires all of the other 26 guys for a combined no-hitter. He gets no credit. He deserves way more credit. So Ernie Shore Day is June 23rd. Um, which is also uh, <laughs> just also around again the summer solstice. Um, some of the things that might be going on: um, pagan festive festivities were bonfires thought to banish demons and enhance sun uh, activity for the harvest. Vikings met to discuss legal matters and resolve disputes. June twenty fourth is the Christianity Saint John's Day, all kind of centered around this. And so, what better way to have this amazing holiday to Shore Day? <clears throat> to honor Ernie Shore, where you, everyone kind of meets and has like a festivist airing of the grievances like the Vikings. And then uh, this old-timey baseball player runs out and lights a huge bonfire at about sundown. And <laughs> just it's a bonfire party uh, to celebrate Ernie Shore Day. I feel like this is going to be perfect in Letterkenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so across the country... There are just bonfires everywhere that are and, you know, that we're the city fighting. <laughs> the, they're not fighting. It's a fest. It's more of a jovial kind of like uh, the neighborhood gets to you know neighborhoods can do their bonfire and it's a whole big thing where Ernie Shore comes out and lights the fire, thus concluding you know the festival. Um, I imagine that the the d resolving of disputes would be more just like a fun little ah uh, you did that one stupid thing and I'm going to make fun of you a little bit for it. Kind of like this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> and then it just leads to a bonfire party in the evening. And it's something that everybody can get behind. Oh yeah. I think the bonfires should occur when available, uh, on the, uh, pitcher's mound in the middle of a baseball field. I think that would be great. Sure. 
I love it. That's an amazing um, addition. I got to tell you, I'm picturing the end of V for Vendetta when all these people are in Guy Fox masks and they're just storming, you know, the you know the Capitol or whatever. And I'm and like, this is bad. This is so perfect because it's it's not people in Guy Fox masks fighting against the power. It's people just dressed up as old timey baseball, baseball people. Players. Just and then one is one person is identified each year to run in with the torch and light the bonfire. I and I think, think it's, it's you can have your own little Ernie Shore bonfire fire party you can get real into it like you know savannah has a huge st patty's day party um awesome let's have a huge ernie shore day party where you are the center the whole town hall gets to be the bonfire it's just it's so versatile it's bringing together uh, ideas from other cultures and it's at a time where everybody wants to be doing something anyway that's amazing so two of these holidays uh proposed holidays exist this year uh like to come still, I think we should celebrate both Ernie Shore Day and uh, whatever the Irish Christmas. Uh, so June 23rd and August 5th. So I looked up Ernie happen. Shore and he looks exactly like how you would think he looks. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks like pretty? <laughs> Smaller of a head, a little bit more athletic of a build, and bigger ears, and that and that's it. That is excellent. <laughs> I think I think um, three of us had really great ideas and pretty wrote a jingle. That's what I think about, <laughs> about the end of the goldfish bowl. I love that's this. Fair. Oh, he I, does kind of look like me. This turned out this turned out well. Well done, all. Um, I think the point of this is that we have to pick one. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Listeners, no, will. we don't. Yeah, Our we're gonna post all. We're gonna we post all, pick all of them, but tax day. But that's just me. I had the best jingle. Yeah. The list. Let's not say the list. Tax day we'll is literally in two days. So you know. Well, it, they keep changing it. It's like in May now. Yeah, is yeah. It, it's May seventeenth. I don't know. I already got. We already got our tax return because we do it early. So. I, I had to As change bank accounts, so I switched. I did mine real early to get that stimulus check into the well, correct bank account. Well, that <laughs> we was got it in the same month. Stimulus <laughs> check and tax return in the same month. It was glorious. I made it rain. Got that, Stimmy. I love it. Well done. Well, this was really fantastic. It is time, I think, to move on in our show. And the next thing on our agenda is me with another Dr. K's story time. Dr. K's story time. <laughs> oh man! I actually forgot this was on there, and I was like, yeah. "What is this segment he's about to do?" I did not approve of this. <laughs> Kevin's just like, "It's me. It's, it's, it's all me. about me." It's Kevin's rambles for the next twenty the minutes. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. All What's right. New? I um, so I have a story. Uh, the other day, I was uh, I had I had need to leave the office mid morning to attend uh, a meeting off campus. And upon returning to campus, I was driving through the drive-through. I had very little time, but I was feeling particularly adventurous. Um, and as we know from our ex experiences with the White Castle and Taco Bell conversation, I have a stomach of stone. No, no, I do not. But I, um, this day, which was a Wednesday, I decided to go to McDonald's. And if you don't know, um, around this time each year, McDonald's has a particular promotion um, for a sandwich called the McRib. 
Um, you'll often hear about the fact that the McRib is back. And um, being 33, uh, yes, only 33, I, um, I have never tried the McRib. And I decided in this moment, why not? Why not try the McRib? There's a reason why. There has to be a reason why they keep bringing it back. People have, enough people have to love this thing that it just keeps coming back. I like ribs. I like barbecue. I like McChickens. I like McDoubles. I like, you know, McFlurries. I like Mc all sorts of stuff. And in this case, I thought, let's try the McDonald's version of uh, a rib sandwich. You should not eat this sandwich. The McRib is not good. It It is a rubbery piece of garbage that they really don't tell you comes with pickles on it, which makes it even worse. Um, I could barely finish the thing. I don't understand why people like the McRib. What is the point? And it got me thinking about you three. And the absurd nature of, of your lives. I don't, um, I don't like that. <laughs> I ate Kevin's something vile. It made me sick. And I was like, Hope Camp Pretty and Flynn. <laughs> Kevin sitting on uh, either on a toilet or inside McDonald's. He was like, I'm going to think of Flynn, Hove Camp, and Pretty right now. <laughs> I Listen, uh, based on prior episodes of this podcast, when I do feel sick on a toilet, I do think of you, Flynn, and your prior yeah. experiences that and confessions. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, I was not on a toilet. I was I was in my car uh, just sitting there outside my office having tried this before entering the building, and and it was so disappointing. I, I was glad I had purchased the, the dollar McDouble as a backup, so I did have something for lunch that day. But it got me thinking about you three. Because the I'd like to interject for one more quick second. This would not have happened at Wendy's. <laughs> That's true. You cannot get a McRib at Wendy's. That is hundred percent true. Good point. Um, yeah, that's true. I um, so I'm sitting is there and the I was McRib like, uh, the Wendy's of McDonald's <laughs> options. Yeah, the McRib. The McRib is the the McRib is the Wendy's of McDonald's menu options. Uh, it's the friends of McDonald's menu options. Well, that's a that's a good sort of segue into into this prompt, Flynn. I, the McRib is something that enough people like that I just can't understand why that's the case. So I'd be interested to know from you. A thing or some things that most people, um, some or most people, really seem to like, that where you just can't understand why. It's not only that you're like, I don't really care for that. It's to the point where you're like, why would you like this? Why, why is this something that the world needs? So I'd be curious uh, from your perspectives, what's the McRib in your life? Um. I guess I'll go, and this might turn into a lucrative hot take. Um, so I'm gonna just go ahead and say it: Taylor Swift. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> I I don't get it. I've never got it. She was like a 16 year old that came out with a, an okay song, and then everyone loved bad lyrics for a long time, and then like now that she's older, she's turning out. I don't, I don't even know, but it's like, even if it's a song that is like, oh, okay, that's not the worst song I've ever heard. People are acting like it's revolutionizing music. And all I hear is just the same old garbage that I've been hearing 
And now she's just re-releasing old stuff that is bad. And people are like, oh my God, she's just re-releasing stuff. It's an older person and it's great. And I, I honestly, I can't understand literally anything that she does to be why it's so popular. It drives me insane. Can you listen to Shake It Off without dancing? I I can't listen to Shake It Off. It's impossible. <laughs> I, I, I'm there with you, Hove Camp, uh, except Shake It Off is Bob. I, really I, I is. like that song. Everything else Taylor Swift has ever put out or said or done is terrible. So I, I'll say this. I understand, and I think that Taylor Swift is overhyped. So the people who love her, I don't understand why you love her. I will say that that working at Belmont, which is a university in Nashville where people are, like, are obsessed with songwriting and song construction, students there and faculty there would often tell me that she's brilliant from a song structure standpoint. And I don't understand why, but I just assume those people are right because they're studying that for a major in college. So I, I, I understand she might be great. I can't see it myself. I will say that there are more than 10 Taylor Swift songs that I think are really well done. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but I think, like, I liked the Folklore album, um, and I liked the, um, I liked 22, and I liked Shake It Off. And those are the ones that come to mind um, when I'm like, okay. Um, But the stuff that's on the radio, like the Cardigan song, the Cardigan song is just annoying and whiny. Um, and I want her to stop being on the radio. That's yep. so. So when so, when that but, comes but on, but if every one of the songs on the radio is bad, why would you buy her album? Like, why why wouldn't she release songs that are aren't good? I'm never going to listen to a full album because the songs that I know are are terrible. Sure, sure. Uh, Hove Camp, is your uh, is your kind of dis- disgust with uh, Taylor Swift? Uh, does it have anything to do with the feud she had with one? No, Katie I've not Perry? understood it. T- Taylor Swift came out with her first song. Taylor Swift is like my age. She was popular when I was 16 as a 16 year old. It should have been like this amazing thing where I just was like, oh, she's my age. This is so cool. And instead, it's just like, like I think Teardrops on My Guitar was, I was like, oh, that's fine. And He's the reason that was, a, that was it. I'm like, what? Cinderella story is good. The song, no, oh, it's I not. think that's a. Is that love story? Is that which one's the one where she sings literally about like Scarlet yes. Letter and Romeo and Juliet and all of these things that she clearly has never read because that's not the story that she's describing. And, and wasn't Tim McGraw the song that made her made her famous? Wasn't it Tim is, McGraw the yeah, first? One? And that's uh, every one of them. Just I, it, I yeah, got nothing. That's I got bad. nothing. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, agreed. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see Taylor Swift is a McRib. I'm there. Taylor Swift has a McRib. <laughs> Episode title. I, Taylor I think Swift's Taylor Swift could title her next McRib. album McRib, and people would love it. And it makes no sense. <laughs> it's a conspiracy with McDonald's. I, listen, yeah, I, it doesn't matter what music she makes. People are going to love it mm-hmm. at this point. Like, they're just I, I, listen, infatuated. We're going to get some... If there's something we can do to make this podcast really go viral, it's have a really strong anti-Taylor Swift platform because her supporters will come for us. And oh, then, yeah, we'll yeah go she, anti-viral. Fine. She will. I'll, I'll I put will, it on the Instagram. Right I now. will sign off every episode with, my name's Andrew Hofkamp and I hate Taylor Swift. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll title this episode that exact thing. Sorry, Matt Damon. We ran out of time. Can I put that on the Instagram right now? Do what you need to do. Oh, God. So while you're doing that on Instagram, Flynn, pretty yeah. tell me what your McRib is. Uh, 
So my McRib um, is actually, <laughs> Kat and I were talking about this today because she put it in a, in um, some dinner that we were making and I was able to stomach it, I guess. Uh, not her, her cooking is amazing. That's so but, mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Her cooking, her cooking is amazing. That was hilarious. As, she's as, like <laughs> right behind you too. <laughs> yeah, she's literally across the room. She's giving me this weird look right she now. She posted like, a really? photo of you, you on Instagram five minutes ago doing the jingle dance. Okay, that that <laughs> yeah. happened. Yes, for tax day. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but no, her cooking's amazing. But uh, Kat, uh, in an effort to help us be like healthy and health conscious, she likes to substitute um, anytime there's any call for like cream or sour cream, she substitutes Greek yogurt. And I know that there's a lot of people who love Greek yogurt and love the idea of like, oh, it's this nice healthy substitute. I can't stand it, and I can literally taste when something is Greek yogurt being substituted for sour cream, and there's just something, I don't know if it's the texture, it's almost like cottage cheese for me. It's The, the texture is just too, I don't know, it's not solid, it's not liquid, it's this weird, I don't know, but I can't stand Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is like, I'm like the that bane with of my all yogurts. in the I, food world. I haven't had yogurt in 25 years. Wait, you never had a gogurt? No. Gogurt was the bomb. Is, you freeze is that. Yogurt. Yeah, it's it's go it's yogurt in a tube. Um, I actually I actually love this McRib story as well because um, recently we've been doing some Greek food and um, Allison, my girlfriend, has been trying to get me to yeah, ever since quarantine. Ever since there quarantine, I've, I've tried there some Greek food. Quarantine and, <laughs> and there's uh, so I think I'm pronouncing it right. Tzatziki sauce. Yeah, tzatziki. Which tzatziki. is tzatziki sauce, which is Greek yogurt based. And we were trying to figure out what I didn't like about it. And she's like, I think it's dill. I think it's the dill. I think it's this. You'll like it. It's this. It's this. And then I realized so painfully, it's the Greek yogurt. I don't like the Greek yogurt. Um, I do put it in my smoothies to get a little extra protein because you truly can't taste it with the fruit. But um, I get it. I don't think that any, if I can taste the Greek yogurt, I'm not going to like it. Now, I should add an important qualifier. I can, I, I like Greek yogurt if I know I'm eating Greek yogurt and it is something I'm actively like choosing to do. Like tzatziki sauce, fine with that. But like if someone's trying to sneak it by me, like, oh, this is sour cream, quotation marks. Nope, can't stand it. I can so taste the your difference. So only, your only stance is that if I were to make a burrito bowl from Chipotle and I put Greek yogurt in it instead of sour cream. I will throw it in I, the trash. If I told you it was Greek yogurt, that's the only issue you would have? No, 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 no. Because the, no, you're you're trying to substitute it for sour cream. Okay. It's okay. like it's not something that is a Greek yogurt thing. You know? So you're not. This is mm-hmm. not an anti-Greek yogurt. It's an anti-Greek yogurt substitute. Yes, as a substitute. Okay. When I grilled peaches and put a frozen Greek yogurt on top, you were okay with it. Yeah, because you told me ahead of time pretty i made frozen greek yogurt ice cream you weren't trying to pass it off as ice cream that's actually greek yogurt you just told me and i was i had to mentally prepare myself you didn't see it you, but i walked I to the corner you and that i was same like same question nope. and you said no that was not the problem <laughs> no just no, changed they, flynn just changed burrito to ice cream and you were like yeah that's fine <laughs> no 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 <laughs> you, you said, the title of the episode no. flynn just changed burrito to ice cream <laughs> 
No, You're the best him. Jesus ever. <laughs> Jesus is like water to wine. Flynn's like, let me see. What is I would do, do the with a burrito? I would, I, would, I would rather change ice cream to burritos. That's Hold true. on. That would be better. Hove Camp, you literally said, if I put Greek yogurt on a Chipotle bowl and said, here, it's Greek yogurt, would you be okay with that? No, because I don't want Greek yogurt on my Chipotle bowl. I can stomach Greek yogurt ice cream as long as I know it's Greek yogurt. I can't stomach Greek yogurt pretending to be sour cream. It's Greek yogurt pretending to be ice cream. It's no different. But I know that. <laughs> I so it's <laughs> I can't. It's the fantastic. cognitive dissonance that you have to do with this take is outstanding. Yeah, I, I, we've got to move on to Flynn. Flynn, there's Flynn, some what's, mental what's your, gymnastics going on. With what's your Mick, right what's now? your McRib, Flynn? So when I think of a McRib, I've actually never never had a McRib. Oh, they're great. But if I. I, I, so Flynn I just thinks think of movies. I can, I can visualize what they taste like, and and what they taste like to me would be mostly barbecue sauce, probably a little chewy. I wouldn't want to have it again. I would most likely have other things on the menu, but I could have it if it's the only thing there, or if other people around me are wanting to have McRibs, and you know they were like, "I got you one too." Um, so this might come as a surprise to to all of you. What I equate that to, uh, something that most people love, um, something that I can tolerate, uh, that I kind of like, but I would prefer other things all of the time, is steak. Really? I thought you were going to yeah. say wine. I wine is also up there, but but when I when I am offered a steak. I am like, yes, I will I will have a steak. But I would prefer just about any other meat to steak. Chicken, turkey, pork, you name it. Can I ask a question? Oh, go yes. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. How do you normally order your steak to be cooked? Medium rare. Um, and my, my favorite type of steak is a ribeye, um, charbroiled, you know, medium rare. It's good. But if I were to, if you were to tell me choose, I would never choose the steak unless I'm at a place that does steaks like Jeff Ruby's, like a really nice steakhouse. That's the only time I'm choosing to have a steak. If someone says we're having steaks, I'm in. I'll, I'll eat a steak with you. But I am never going to choose to cook one. I don't remember the last time that I actually bought steaks if cook. i were if i were grilling out and i was like you know what it's it's like it's a night we're gonna grill steaks and smoke cigars but i was like but if you'd rather i also will have chicken breasts to grill out as well i would choose chicken interesting that is dumbfounding to me yeah. interesting i could if if fried chicken and chicken wings didn't exist i could like like we joked about this in our fantasy football league where we have aggressive and annoying punishments for the person who loses. One year I almost proposed that you are not permitted to eat chicken for a year because I think I could do it just fine. Like it would be horrible for your body and for your heart, but I don't know that I'd be upset about it from a taste or or I eat a grilled chicken breast every day. Uh, whether for it's for dinner or for lunch, that's that's I I basically have a grilled chicken breast every day. I do that for more health reasons, right? I, I like, think people I do would it for do health a reasons. Steak. I, I, would, I get I would do it a for health reasons. That, I don't want reasons. to do it. No, I would choose 
and maybe there's some health reasons coming into my brain choosing that, but uh, for taste reasons as well, if if I'm not if I'm not having a steak at a very nice place, I would I would choose the other options. I would not choose the chicken option at Jeff Ruby's, but I would choose the I'm chicken on, option at I'm on board Outback. with that. Like it, well, Outback maybe not, but like I'm not going to order the steak at Applebee's, you know? Yeah. Or anywhere that's just a any sort of normal place that just also has a steak. But I'm if I'm going to a steakhouse, yeah. I'm going to get a steak because that's what they're there for. Yeah. I, I do. I will say to that point, Flynn, I, I think it's it's a ludicrous thing that you're saying that. But it is it is it is really easy for some place to mess up a steak. It's a lot harder yes. to mess up a chicken. That's fair. I yes. don't agree with that at all. I, I know that I agree that it's you can mess up a steak if you don't know what you're doing. But it is so much easier to make dry chicken. Like That's true. That is it like chicken is so hard to make for me and have and have me not need to dunk it in something to make it not dry because it dries out so quickly and I'm just miserable eating it. I, I, I will eat grilled chicken breast all the time. I do it for lunch all the time. It's only because I'm trying to eat better. It is in no way because I enjoy the experience. I would always rather have a steak. I, every time. I believe uh, so. My, the last steak I had was at Jeff Ruby's when my son turned one. I believe the last time before that was at your house, Kevin. So I don't, I do not, uh, the last time I cooked a steak was for someone else. I was grilling out and I had grilled out chicken for myself and he was like, I'm going to bring some steak over. And so I grilled steak for him, but I didn't do it for myself. I will say this about you, Flynn. You are good at chicken. Like when I've had chicken at yeah. your house, you do it well. I've it is not it, it yeah. is not dry chicken, but I think it's I think the average chef is bad at making chicken and not drying it out. I'm still speaking of average chefs. I'm still looking forward to this uh, this uh, Iron Chef challenge we're going to do between Kevin Flynn and Cat. Yeah, we'll have to record that uh, and put it <laughs> yeah. out on the YouTube. Oh, that be uh, great. You want to explain that? Our listeners weren't there sure. at my wife's birthday dinner where we talked about this. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. Basically, uh, I made the I made the claim that I th- I feel like Ke- uh, Kevin on the podcast, Flynn on the podcast, and Kat, my fiance, are three of the best um, cooks I know at just whipping up a meal with just whatever ingredients they have and just making it taste delicious. So I proposed- moments ago you just berated your fiance's cooking. No, I did not believe her cooking. I did not believe her Let the her record cooking. show you said she's a terrible cook. Point of order. <laughs> Point of order. Um, but, yeah, I, I propose the idea of doing some, some like, competition where we give them, like, three or four random ingredients, and they have to make a dish out of them. Uh, and hopefully, by the time we release this episode, that will have happened. Who knows? Hey, it, it, it could happen. Let me tell you about my Rick Rib, and then we can yes. move on in the podcast. I... Don't understand why people like reality television. Mm, If you mm. separate game shows like Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was probably the last one that I watched religiously, and I think I was like 13, and Regis was still the host. But after that, (laughs) I don't – I can't get behind reality television. I I think it makes the world stupider. I don't mean to insult people who like – Keeping up with the Kardashians or um, 
or, you know, The Bachelor or the Survivor shows. I don't mean to insult you people. I don't not mean to insult you people either. That is, it's it's a tremendous waste of your time. You're glorifying idiots. And, and we're creating celebrities out of people that are just unintelligent, trash humans. And I, I just, it makes the whole world worse. Um, a former student of mine was a contestant on a recent season of Survivor. So I watched it. I watched every episode of it. And I was so interested in the fact that, you know, someone I knew was on television. And that was the only thing that got me to not hate every minute of watching this show. Um, whether it's the the trash television like uh, Jersey Shore or Keeping Up with the Kardashians or it's game-based reality television like The Masked Singer or American Idol or anything really other than um, America's Next uh, Hot Talent or America's Next America's Got Talent, Talent or America's, America's Next Got Talent. America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. That is American Idol. Yeah, America. America no, <laughs> American Idol is bad. America's Got Talent is good. Um, and really, other than America's Got Talent, which is barely reality television, but I just rope it in with it because I want to say how much I think The Voice and The Masked Singer and and So You Think You Can Dance or whatever that thing is with celebrities. They're just so stupid. And so, I, you know, I'd rather watch I, anything else in every single I have situation. two comments. Uh, one... I, I had a student in my class one year that uh, I was doing fun facts, and she was like, I was on the only season of the dating show, and I can't remember what it's called, but it was Chad Ochocinco's dating show. And so she was a contestant <laughs> on that show, uh, oh, and she gosh. took then my class after she was on that show. And so... Um, <clears throat> that was fun. Also, Hove Camp, uh, when 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 Kevin goes uh, Regis Philbin, you said R.I.P. That broke the news to me that he died. I did not know that Regis <laughs> Philbin died. Dude, yeah, I had to Google that. Ago. I mean, no. uh, 2020 was, was last a bad year. 2020 was a bad year. Yeah, it was a 2020 year. There were other that. things happening in the world. Um, yeah, no, Regis yeah. Philbin died last year. Yeah, there sad. were a lot of other things going on. Yeah. Um, Kevin, I just have a quick question. Is your disdain for reality TV based on the fact that you were denied uh, the audition when you tried to try out for Real World in the early 90s? Uh, that, I never did that. I did submit my <laughs> 1989 Chrysler LeBaron to pimp my ride on several occasions uh, and never was selected. <laughs> I don't know why pimp my ride never came to Why does Exhibit hate you? I, well, I, my issue is why didn't Exhibit choose to do pimp my ride in suburbia in Louisville? Um, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But um, I, uh, I, I, have, I, just, I have a I just quick question, too, because I yep. was texting our friend Jamal about this. And I was watching the new season of Drive to Survive, which is the uh, Formula One series on Netflix. And it is basically sports-based reality TV, and I kind of love it. Yeah, that's, that's not reality so, But it also toes the line between, like, literally a documentary of the last season. Isn't it, isn't it like Hard Knocks? Is Hard Knocks a good comparison? I, yeah, yeah, probably. So Hard Knocks is awesome. Like, you know, 
I, that, I don't think that that's reality television. That's like sports fans getting a closer behind-the-scenes look at their team or their sports or the sport they follow. Yeah. That's not the same I, thing as I think 25. it's built as that, and it also, like, but what it kind of turns into is just, like, weird petty drama between really rich people. <laughs> sure, sure, and, and possible. Maybe it's, like, more like real – I haven't watched it. It could be more like Real Housewives of whoever than I know, but, but I think – it's not the same thing as like twenty five bimbos lining up for random rich guy that they're gonna, you know, try to get a rose or and then marry him. I think at the end, I, like I think it's just different than that, and that I think makes the world worse. So, for me, McRib is reality television. I think we'd be so much better without it. I think McDonald's, if they stop making the McRib, they could use this season to introduce something new. Um, and, and we could all be better for that. So what you're saying, Kevin, is your ideal ideal evening would be eating a McRib, watching a reality TV show about the development of the McRib and McDonald's, like, whole developmental, you know, how they come up with new creations. Yeah, eating a McRib, watching The Bachelor at Christmas time, listening to you. That would be my <laughs> ideal situation. Perfect. Um, I would love that. That's a great. That. That's a great segue into our last segment. Since you're going to hear more of me, uh, we've got a fictional battle royale. Oh boy! Fictional battle royale. A complicated fictional battle royale. Yes. So this one. This one. Everyone's going to have to follow along at home. Yeah. So this one, uh, we're doing a universes collide. Um, So what we're doing with this one uh, is uh, everyone uh, of the four of us have to pick uh, one of the following four things. We have to each select a single hero or villain from the DC universe, a single hero or villain from the Marvel universe, a single hero or villain from Disney Pixar universe. And then finally, we get to select one of four different super teams. So the super teams that we have listed are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Powerpuff Girls, the Planeteers, which for those of you who weren't born in the 90s, that's uh, Captain Planet and his uh, five uh, people. It's, that it's also, have... also Kevin wasn't born in the 90s. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. Oh, that doesn't work. Ooh. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, he was born in the 60s, pretty. My bad. Oh, yeah, he, he, he helped uh, create the show. He was, you know, in his 30s when the show came out. You people. <laughs> and uh, the Planeteers and the Power Rangers, specifically the OG Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, again, just to recap, you got to pick one DC Universe character, one Marvel Universe character, one Disney Pixar character, and one of the four super teams. So the order is starting with me. So I get to start with uh, the first one. Obviously, this is the the pick for the fictional battle royale. There is no other clear number one choice when picking my team. I'm going Superman from the DC universe. So Superman, there he is. He's yeah. off the board. You're welcome. Yeah, he he is the clear cool. 101 here. Have fun. Um, out of out of all four categories, it, he's the most overpowered hero or villain so i understand why you chose superman now i am left in a situation where the rest of dc kind of sucks marvel is so much there's, better but you only get to some, use there's there, some there, are, characters there are still. decent characters still there I'm, i think I'm there's saying. two even three real easy picks from dc still there could be there could be 
Um, I have characters that I want badly from Marvel, but there are enough of them, and I think I know more of, about them than the three of you. And then Disney offers this sort of Disney Pixar office, this big open spot. So, but I am going to stick in the DC universe, and I'm. I expected to go fourth, and and uh, now I'm going second. So I I didn't I wasn't prepared to respond directly to the Superman issue, but having just sat through the the seemingly infinitely long uh, Snyder cut of. Um, Justice League. Uh, Justice League. Uh, I I feel compelled to choose Darkseid. Um, Darkseid is the... Um, Antithesis to Superman. He really is. He's incredible. Um, he, he can take Superman. Um, Superman needs help to defeat Darkseid. So right now, if nobody else joined this fight, I do feel like I have the less popular but more powerful competitor. I'd agree. I'd agree. All right. Uh, next up, Hovkamp. Uh, I'm going to approach this like a fantasy football draft, which is why uh, Flynn and I are a tier above both of you guys. And um, <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> a clear tier ahead um, of both of you guys. But um, I think that the, the value difference in the teams gets pretty bad pretty quick. And um, that's why I'm taking the Powerpuff Girls. It's such just, a good pick. Just to yeah. highlight some of the, this doesn't even factor in the things they do together or what they do in some of the episodes, but they all have superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, energy tracing, flight. heat vision, flight, ability to breathe and survive in space, energy projection, super senses, night vision, tornado generation, tornado generation, fire generation, x-ray vision, limited invulnerability, immunity to extreme cold and heat, supersonic screams, and sonic booms. That's just like the, these are like the normal things that they do and they can do way more stuff. So they're, I basically have three mini supermen and I, there's no other team that can quite stack up to that. So this is the value above what's left, um, clearly, I think. And I think that I might have drafted them first, no matter which which direction we were I'll, going. I'll be honest. I thought I was the only one of the four of us that watched the Powerpuff Girls growing up. So you I thought not. for sure I was going to be the person that would have picked it. First. What's interesting about the teams is depending on who you select, the number of characters you get changes. So the right. Powerpuff Girls are three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are four, the Power Rangers are five, and the Planeteers, are, there are five Planeteers, plus they combined their powers to make Captain Planet. So there's six. So it's three, four, five, and six in terms of number of, of combat tours. Um, but I agree, Hubcamp just chose... <laughs> combatants, excuse me. But Hubcamp just chose the... Um, uh, the more powerful of, of the four. When you choose to select your team does matter, I think, in your final team structure. Um, I didn't expect one to go in the first round. I really didn't, uh, but I, I'm, I think it's smart. It's a, it's a premium position in this draft. Yep. So, Flynn? So I'm looking at my lists, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing... I, th- I, th- I think that um, I'm okay with multiple in... in a couple of the categories. I think that there is a pretty overpowered um, individual in Marvel that I think that I'm going to take because I think she is often overlooked because she is not often there. Um, And it's Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm going to take Captain Marvel. Um, 
I think that she is, <clears throat> she gets a bad rap because she doesn't show up very often, but she's helping other planets and we don't see what she's doing. And so if we see, if we had a, a, a series television show about what she is doing, I think she would be clearly everyone's like favorite and top strongest Avenger. Um, she took on Thanos pretty easily. She, she did get punched pretty hard. Um, but you know, in, in her, in her short stint, she was able to take him on pretty well. So I'm going to take Captain Marvel. Okay. She was number three on my Marvel list. She's not in my top five, but she is a good pick. That's good. Solid. Uh, Flynn, you get to go again. No. Are we round robbing in this? No. no I we, thought no, we were no, round robbing. No, no, I think we're, we're, we play, we're, we're playground this. That. This is oh, the wow. fourth time no. we've done this. <laughs> Great. Well, this <laughs> you're, you're makes sense. still pretty. teaching pretty how the podcast, <laughs> podcast works in episode 12. He does the most work I might have been drunk for the first like two times we did 11 this. episodes, yeah. Yeah, or first 11 episodes. How are you uh, sober okay, now? Great. This is the last segment. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I'm drinking Pennsylvania whiskey, that's why. Oh, boy. Um, I switched. Uh, anyways, uh, okay, cool. I'm going to go with a Marvel character as well. Um, maybe not the most powerful, but it's cool because I think it's going to complement Superman, uh, and help against Darkseid. I'm mostly just focusing on Kevin Mm -hmm. with this one. Uh, I'm drafting Deadpool. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) That is not terrible. (laughs) He literally regenerates from everything, breaks the fourth wall. So good. That's terrible. Hold on. You think breaking the fourth wall is a super strength? Is a super yeah, strength. of course yeah. it is. Yeah, why not? Of course I, okay. it is. I, yeah, obviously that'll help him. <laughs> I expected you to do different things, and so I had, like, I've been over here going, okay, if he picks this, I pick this. Like, like you know, like we play chess style. Pretty, pretty and I play chess, and so it's like, if he does this, here's what I do next. I expected you to do one thing. I've heard pretty beats you in I chess. expected you to do one thing, and I, I was going to do another. Um, you didn't. I'm imagining do that it's thing. like when Creed and Jim are playing chess in the office, and Creed's just like, "If you do this, I do this. If you do this, I'm going to do this. If you do this, I'm going to do that. If you do that, I'm going to do that." You don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't. And Pretty just went full Jim and was like, "I don't know what to do," and just made a stupid decision because he got no. Head. Deadpool's a great decision. <laughs> it's anyways, Kevin. No, who'd you pick? Really not. So no. well, it's tough because. I'm okay with two of the remaining teams. So whenever one person chooses it, I was like, I got to choose it next. And no one's done that yet. And so, it, but it might not get back to me. So I'm really not okay. Um, I've got several on the Marvel list, several on the Disney list. Man, this sucks. Okay. So I'm just going to choose my next Marvel character, but I'm going with Wolverine. Um, here's the thing with Wolverine as a character. Uh, if this is a battle to the death, a battle royale, you can, you can only... Um, temporarily halt Wolverine. At one point, the Hulk in the comics rips Wolverine in half and throws his body to the other edge of the country and it crawls back together. Wolverine is, is, is in canon basically indestructible until he's like a billion years old. And so in terms of how this character will be uh, a, a fantastic teammate um, on a battle royale. He will always keep coming, and he is—you y- can't destroy him. Uh, nobody. I think it's. I think it's super interesting, dude. That you went on. with you like literally the picked same the... person as pretty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Made, you. you made the argument for Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> you you just qual- you qualified why Deadpool is also a good pick. 
No. I, yeah. I don't think the Deadpool... <laughs> and you, you didn't reference... I think, are I like think the Wolverine same. is a little better, but the reason is adamantium. And you didn't even reference that once. So, like... <laughs> no. Deadpool you just said and the Wolverine same have the same regeneration factor. <laughs> Deadpool heals faster than Wolverine, too. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think it is true. I think it is, too. I... Of camp. I don't even know. Like, I was fine. I'm so fine in Marvel. <laughs> I'm the last one to pick Marvel, so I'm just not going to do that yet because I'll pick whoever. That's fair. Like, there's no reason to. I'd be uh, bidding against myself. Um, I have so many good options in Disney, and I've already picked the teams. I'm going to go with Shazam in, from DC. There's the other Superman. Um... And I, I'm going to mess this up. It's Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus. I forget the other two. What? All of his powers. Shazam stands for words for those people. So he gets a lot of really awesome powers every time he says Shazam. And it basically turns him into Superman. I think Ares, Artemis, and um, no. Mercury. Mercury is the M, but the other, the first A is Atlas. I don't know what the second A is. I think it's Artemis. Because Ares is a character in and of itself in DC. Anyways. But yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, and so he can stand there, take the punches, do everything else he needs to do with all the other overpowered DC people. If he's able to say Shazam before Superman blows him up. I, this has always been billed as a round-the-corner Anchorman-style fight. And there <laughs> is right. clear... Uh, beginning to that fight to which Shazam can kind of, you know, take a quick second and press. That's fair. It's, <laughs> it's West Side Story meets Anchorman. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. All right, Flynn, who do you have? So I have, I have Captain Marvel. Um, man, this is tough. Uh, Achilles. I, I am going to go ahead and take... Power Rangers because they're some brawlers. Um, they are a great team to fight with, and they might be able to rein Captain Marvel in. Um, and also, you get Zordon, who is this kind of like om- omnis- omnipotent being that can that can kind of dictate some stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Power Rangers. Gotta be honest, did not see Flynn <laughs> taking the Power Rangers this round as a thing. You guys, you guys, I gotta call, I gotta call a quick timeout. Uh, our friend Tracy just texted me with a picture uh, from Instagram that said, My name is Andrew Hofkamp, and I think Taylor Swift is terrible. And just said, Tell me it's not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I posted that to the Instagram. So it's circulating uh, and quickly, uh, we've and we're some catching some heat. <laughs> I love that. Hey, Tracy, if you're listening, you know, shout out to you. Oh, we love shout you. Out to Thanks Tracy. for listening. She's amazing. <laughs> thank she, you so she much also for called me out on the fact that, that my house is in Independence, Kentucky, which is definitely nowhere near the highest point of elevation in Kentucky, as <laughs> as stated in the uh, as I stated in the, the zombie. zombie. I think I think it's very clear she's listener of the week. <laughs> she she's like our our definite like fact checker like you know making sure we're, we're saying true things oh yeah but listen <laughs> sorry to interrupt sure. Flynn your Power so. Rangers explanation but I felt that that needed to be shared hey Flynn no no, send, no that's that's good <laughs> Flynn send her send her a t-shirt will you <laughs> okay gotcha yeah, 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 I'm on that listener of the week t-shirt 
Tracy Osborne. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Yep, I'm um, on it. Interestingly, okay, so we're going into round three here. Nobody's picked Disney yet, and I don't feel inclined to pick Disney either because I feel like there's such a plethora of Disney for however you want to go, so I'm going to wait on that. Uh, honestly, I was cool with any of the super squads, um, and they're my least favorite of the super squads, but I'm going to take them because I think Kevin wanted them. I'm going to take the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I that literally eye roll says he did. I yeah. think you guys. I, I think literally. <laughs> I I I don't dislike them, but they are my least favorite. It's the show that I barely watched, but I'm gonna take them because so, Kevin wants them. So <laughs> the Planeteers are pretty. I mean, the show is kind of weird because it's an environmental show, but like their powers are pretty legit. Oh no, and, they're, no, they're legit. But I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm more just like hate drafting on this one. Like I'm taking this because you're blocking Kevin. I thought yeah, the plan, I thought Kevin. the Planeteers were the number two. I so I yeah I have a couple things to say. First of all, um, you should watch the '90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films because they're the best mm-hmm. version of the characters by far. Um, so watch those films. Not the new ones that are weird CGI and awful, Michael but, but, Bay. but the 90s versions are great. Um, mm. So watch those for sure. Um, I I did want them. I do think the Planeteers are uh, a great option for undisclosed reasons that I don't need to go in right now because all three of the others are chosen. So I don't need to pick the team next. I can go down my list. Um and do something different. I will say, to Hubcam's point, I think that I what I failed to mention that I should have mentioned with Wolverine is the point that you really can't take his weapons away from him the way you can Deadpool. Deadpool doesn't have weapons that are a part of his body. Um, so without gun or anything, he is He's a, got his mouth. He's yeah. The, the whatever with the mouth. Sure. Merc with the mouth. That's what he's called. I, I agree. So so Disney's an interesting one. You know, we all we all probably did the Google of most powerful Disney characters and stuff. And the one that I thought was the most interesting I had not thought of that came up was the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, the Chernabog. Yes, Chernabog um, was the, my number the one. The big evil character from Fantasia um, yep. who erupts from the castle and throws things and stuff. I'm not picking that because it's lame, but... Um, but I thought that that was particularly interesting. I think, I think any, um, I think Fantasia itself is like a weird thing to pick from. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that, yeah. Strange. Very strange. So, okay. So looking at your teams, I've got Disney left and I'm between two characters. One who is incredibly strong and one who has powers, um, and I, I did think villains here because they're, I think in the battle of Disney villains versus Disney heroes, the Disney villains might win every time um, because they're much more powerful. But it's always a scrappy underdog story. With the it is. It, is. it really has to be. Um, I know Hubcamp's next and he'll want to choose Genie. So I think I have to choose Genie. But he's third on my list. But I'm going to pull a pretty, and I'm going to pick Genie because of what he offers in terms of his, you know, opportunity cost here. He's, he's probably the best next next option. Interesting. So Genie that, from Aladdin. You're probably right. All right. Hove Camp. 
Who you got? Uh, I'm trying to figure out because again, I'm the last. You might Marvel. as well go Disney because you've got. I'm the, I know I'm the last Marvel, and but I still have to figure out if I'm going to counter you guys or or what I want to do. You won't counter me. I've got literally five people that could all be my number one Disney. No, I can counter your Marvels. Um, so I'm still trying to figure oh. that out. And honestly, I'm still between so many things in Disney that I was hoping you guys would like force my hand to just choose one that I'd be happy with because now I feel like I have to make a decision that I didn't really want to make yet. Um, one of the things I'm not going to do, um, but I think it would be amazing. I thought about bringing in a cleric and putting fix it Felix in my, on my squad. <laughs> <laughs> just, he just it's runs like, around. Having like a cleric. Yeah. Cleric nonstop. All everything. the heels. All the, all the heels all the time. I think it would be amazing. Um, I've already put Baymax on one of my teams, but he would be a similar sort of medic. To he was have. on my list. Um, I think, I think I'm going to have to at least suss this out. Pete's dragon. Cool of we course, cool he's got to put a dragon. I think he's if I can put, put a dragon, dragon on, on the team, I got to put a dragon <laughs> on the team. It's, it's okay because that's, that's a little bit more live action. So I'm cool if you guys nix that. But I think if I can get a dragon, I'm going to get a dragon. I have a question. No, Peach Dragon is 100% animation. That's the, 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 o- dragon the OG is. is. The, yeah. There's a lot of ah. there's non-animation parts in it. It's not not quite the same I, realm I think I it's, think, of a Disney I, animated legal. classic. I think it's legal. Are you Are you doing – I got to know – are you doing the most recent Peach Dragon, Peach Dragon, or the OG Peach Dragon, Peach Dragon? No, he's got to go OG. I, it's animated. I was doing OG because I haven't seen the new one, but I'm now concerned that the new one is way more powerful. <laughs> it's it's, it's not myself. more powerful. It's, more it's definitely less. It's definitely more dragon-like and less dopey, but um, the original is so much better. Yeah, um, I mean, I just, I think wings. I want a dragon. I want a dragon. Yeah, Tiny Wings is really where it's Put at. Put it on the and, squad. And the, you know. <laughs> that's a great that's great i'm proud of you I'm, I, I'm just proud of you i'm proud of you because it's so on brand you know <laughs> to the dragon thing. it's really dragon on motif. brand and i i love it i'm very very excited it's gotta be a dragon all right Flynn. <laughs> all right um so i i'm trying to go for a thing here uh i am gonna choose hmm hmm <laughs> okay i think i I think that one might be picked and with the other won't because I want two specifically, but you know, I, I'm going to go with Wonder Woman, um, you know, superhuman strength, telepathy, uh, telepathy, uh, you know, she's, she's a fantastic, uh, fighter. You know, I, I, I think Wonder Woman and, and I have admittedly not seen Wonder Woman 1984, but who else were you thinking? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, so, you're, so you're the last, that was the last have DC to honorable mention in this in this group. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll take Wonder Woman. Wonder okay. Woman. All right. Good. Birdie, you're back up. Last round. Yeah. Last round. Uh, so I have to pick a Disney now because those are the rules. Um, so just to give you all a little. Uh, spoiler, literally, when I wrote down these Disney characters, I put in parentheses what hero in Marvel or DC they were like, just so I could make sure I had a nice rounded out team. Um, so I don't think I need an Iceman. I don't need Elsa. I don't think I need a super strong, you know, Hercules type. Uh, since we kind of took, um, or we've all kind of 
described Fantasia being weird. I won't claim Yin Sid, <laughs> otherwise known as Disney. <laughs> um, don't need a, an Aquaman, King Triton. But I will take uh, Spellcaster nonetheless. I'm going to take Merlin from the Sword it. and I was, Stone. I, um, he was, I was going to take him. He was the, uh, the other choice. Over, over Maleficent. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? Merlin is, he's hes a combination of, for D&D terms, he's a combination of a druid and a wizard. Mm. He's pretty he dope. He's polymorph into cool. things. Merlin's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. And and he Great polymorphs, he polymorphs into a disease. So, like, that's a thing that happens. Yeah, and he, he talks with a real cool. He could just he polymorphs just into a disease. Anyways, uh, Kevin, you're up. I, well, spoiler, I'm going to take uh, the Planeteers <laughs> and Captain yep. Planet. What's good about this, if you don't know, is the Planeteers were six uh, environmentally conscious teenagers who were given rings of power, um, want each ring with a specific element, earth, wind, water, fire, heart. And those Planeteers had the opportunity to have some power over those elements. And so I'm basically getting like the elemental pieces from Frozen 2, the lazy movie. Um, and, and, but they're, you know, scrappy teenagers like the Power Rangers. But instead of relying on these clunky, um, machines to turn into to a Megazord. Their powers combine and they summon Captain Planet who is, you know... Don Cheadle. It, He's Don Cheadle. He, he is. But, you know, <laughs> here are some things that Captain Planet's powers are. Transmutation, elemental ma- manipulation, which include earth, fire, ice, water, air, plant. He has an energy blast, super strength, super breath. He's invulnerable. Um, he has telepathy, ecology, and aviation. He can fly. He is literally only weak in two areas. Okay, he's like Superman, um, but he's only weak in two areas. Uh, vulnerability to pollution. Um, so, you know... That's so, the world. The, the, the world. Um, <laughs> you know, but if this is true, um, you know, like Spider-Man, the uh, Secret Wars kind of thing, and we're being transported to a planet where these people from different... Uh, universes can combine together um, then that's not an issue for him and the other thing um, and I, I'll say this recognizing that two more people get to choose but the only other thing that he's vulnerable to are extreme evil thoughts and um, only <laughs> so I America <laughs> only I have selected a villain to this point um, so the only person really with evil thoughts in this group you know is is dark side now uh, Deadpool, Deadpool probably has vulgar yep. thoughts, um, but they're not necessarily <laughs> evil thoughts. So, um, so I think I think that the other three were much more obvious as uh, melee style, um, you know, battle royale pieces. But you really can't discount the fact that I now have six additional fighters, each with some sort of super ability, other than. Um, the little kid who gets heart who really isn't useful other than that he has a pet monkey who I don't know that get I don't know that he gets to really use the pet the pet monkey in the battle but I think I think it's baffling they really should have been they really should have been the second team off the board if you ask me power wise because Captain Planet is so powerful they're they're all uniquely very very powerful and you get the bonus people so 
yeah, yeah. you have you, you, more competent uh, Captain Planet as a team makes Elsa a bad pick. It makes Iceman a bad pick because they themselves are better in that situation. There is no, yeah, control elements. Yeah, there is no, the Powerpuff Girls were the only team that could neutralize them because they can just do whatever they want pretty much. Yeah, so I'm happy that they fell to me because I think, I didn't realize that Hubcamp would have as much appreciation for them as I do, but they are a, um, a solid team option to add to this team. But Had they, I known um, that they would have fallen and I just could have left that, I may have shaken things up. But I actually just love how my squad's shaping up, so I'm good with it. I'm good. Okay, well, you're up next. Oh, man. All right, so I get to choose my Marvel character. And a part of me, and he's not on the list, wants to do Magneto. Magneto, yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, because it immediately neutralizes Wolverine. Um, it also Im- immobilizes the weapons of choice for Deadpool. Um, it does do. It doesn't do a damn thing unless Captain Marvel's wearing earrings, basically. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, so it doesn't really neutralize that. Um, I do love me some evil thoughts. I think, and I do know that in the movies, there's only one person that kills her. But I also don't love that um, particular rendition of the X Men. I think Phoenix is my choice here. That's really smart. Dark Phoenix, Phoenix. is yes. so good. Now, little little uncontrollable, but solid. I I don't need too much control. I'll just we'll just put Phoenix inside of three separate Powerpuff Girl tornadoes. That's a thing that we can do. <laughs> it is a that is a pretty awesome opportunity. That's good. Now All wind right. wind you know can really offer some some pieces there. The, the planeteer with the wind ring, but yeah, I I, I do think Hovcamp. Has pretty started strong, but uh, the miss the misstep with Deadpool. I think that Hovcamp has become the the team that that my team will struggle to beat mm, the most. Disagree. Anyways, Flynn, go ahead and pick your uh, Disney character. So <clears throat> I am between two at this point, um, and here's what I'm going for. I have Captain Marvel, strong, uh, competent fighter. I have the Power Rangers. Um, normal teenagers. Literally normal teenagers. <laughs> Zordon, who is uh, omnipotent. But also, um, my, my wife can, can back me up on this. Most uh, uh, girls growing up in our age range really wanted to be the pink Power Ranger. Um, that was a goal for, for, for girls really. growing up in our age. And also, I have Wonder Woman, who is, is a very strong um, female presence in, in the DC universe. So I'm between two. Um, one thing that Kevin said uh, kind of uh, has has pushed me off my, my spot. So I'm kind of tilting. Um, I'm thinking I'm... Mm, I'm still going to go Elsa. Uh, I'm gonna go Elsa. Elsa, who is uh, extremely strong, you know, she 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 uh, can. So you can... think? So you do think that Frozen is better than Moana, and that Elsa is better than Moana? I think I that Elsa it. is a stronger character than Moana. No, yeah, said Moana. It. You said yeah. It. Uh, I, if if we were choosing like captains for our team, sure, Moana would be my captain. Uh, but but uh, you know, Elsa Elsa is the 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 most powerful of Disney princesses um, out there. You know, I was I was between her and, and an evil character, but I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Elsa and 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 finish my squad of badass women. Dude, that's great. 
uh, I just want to, okay, we'll, we'll obviously reiterate what we all, what we've all picked. Um, uh, but before we even do that, there are a plethora, obviously there's Marvel and DC, there's, you know, so many powered uh, beings that could have been picked but disney there are several on my yeah. list oh, we, left, not we, left, we left off disney thor was my and hulk list. thor and hulk yeah oh yeah, yeah marvel yeah for sure i'm talking about just disney and alone panther and, and like, iron man and yeah, yeah there's like we left we left off like the two most powerful heroes in the mcu but you know what? I think we all did a good job of completing our teams. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to do a quick uh, first things first. Each person uh, will start with me. Uh, just give your top three um, of honorable mentions, te- uh, people that you would have picked, uh, one from each category, or they can all be from the same category, whatever. And then just summarize what teams you have. Um, so uh, three that I had that uh, I was kind of like shocked no one picked, uh, Tefiti. Uh, the literal island, the the goddess of the island. Mm. Um, give it back a green stone, and you're fine. <laughs> Lighter on fire, she's done. I don't know. She turns into the the what, what's the when she turns into the um, when her heart is ripped out. Taka. Yeah. When she turns into Taka, she is much much same thing. Uh, she's Tefiti. T- formidable. T- I yeah. literally wrote on my my list Tefiti slash Taka. Um, that's that was not a, a that's a not a Jekyll and Hyde banner and Hulk situation where she can just rip it out quickly and turn yeah, it into this being. Like, like it doesn't really work like that. Okay, that's fine. Fair. All right. Uh, other honorable mentions though. Uh, Odin and possessing the Odin Force uh, would have been a, a huge, a huge yeah. thing. I was gonna pick Odin. And then also uh, Hercules slash. I, I wrote Hercules slash Zeus because literally yep. both. Uh, I was gonna know, pick Zeus. Gods. You, could, um, you yeah. could actually have chosen Hercules in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and in the Disney Universe, and I think... And in the DC. DC Universe, yes. the, well, yeah. Well, theoretically, theoretically, I did, because the H in Shazam is Hercules. Yeah, but I think he's but, also a character. He is. He, he is. he is in Marvel. I can't remember if he is in DC. Anyways, uh, okay, so uh, my summary of my team, um, uh, my team is Superman, Deadpool... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Merlin. I feel like your team has no chemistry. Not at all. All the chemistry. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, please show us why your team would be better than Pretty's. Uh, I've got uh, Darkseid canceling out um, Superman. I've got Wolverine absolutely canceling out Deadpool. I've got uh, Genie being the most powerful being in the Disney universe, and I've got the Planeteers who have essentially Superman um, with with uh, six w- Superman with five other folks with magic rings of power we've, that we've control elements. Four, we've done four of these, uh, and in the first one, we immediately picked Genie. In the second one, we were gonna pick Genie, but decided that we shouldn't. I think we left him off the third one, even though it was Friends, and he literally has a song that we've never had a friend like him. <laughs> like, maybe the one we both should have picked him for the most. And then in the fourth one, we're like, bring Genie back. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah absolutely. We have to make like a... I want us to do like our favorite another, po- another our favorite fictional Battle Royale and have Genie. Like, everyone has Genie in some capacity. Different, different impersonations <laughs> right. that Robin yeah. Williams does as Genie. As Genie. Yep, yep. So that's my four. Dark Side, Wolverine, Planeteers, Genie. 
Uh, any fun honorable mentions you want to throw in? Oh, like a hundred. I mean, I okay, that's fine. I wanted to. My favorite character in all of comic books is Spider-Man. I wanted him, but he's not more powerful in a fight than Wolverine is, and he's also capable of being killed. Wolverine pretty much isn't. So in this particular situation, that was difficult. Um, uh, but but I said no qualifiers. Like we couldn't say Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. So Wolverine in the symbiote suit, or I'm sorry, um, Spider-Man in the symbiote suit felt like a qualifier, but is it is um, a point in his history where where he was pretty indestructible. Um, so I, I I almost went there, but I didn't want to break my own rule. Um, and then from DC, I think Green Lantern and uh, Martian Manhunter are two that probably... I was probably, pretty surprised at Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I, I thought that he might go. Um, I had, just so folks listening know, we had already said, like, we were going to try to make this interesting to people who haven't read every comic ever. So we didn't pick characters like Galactus or the Beyonder. We eliminated um, DC Universe related characters that aren't in the DCUU, like um, uh, what's his name from the Watchmen? Um, uh, Dr. Manhattan. We eliminated him from contention. Obviously, he would have been able to just destroy this whole group in an instant. So that's why we didn't choose those. But they are awesome characters. So those are some I would think about. Um, I really thought Flynn was going to go Maleficent uh, at the end there. Because uh, it would have been a much better choice than Elsa, having just explained why the Planeteers cancels out Elsa. But <laughs> Flynn does Flynn things, and we can't really help that. It is what he does. And I'm surprised and we love he didn't try to. I'm surprised he didn't pick Jafar in genie form, uh, which would have been the same Flynn brand of taking the qualifier oh, yeah, role that, that we did. Been. <laughs> yeah. So I was also going for you know my squad is is badass women that are wholesome and good. And I'm not sure Maleficent fits that brand. Well, she, she, uh, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you, know, right. you know who does uh, so, fit it? The Powerpuff Girls. You know who also doesn't fit it is Ursula. And I, that was another <laughs> uh, character I was I was about to pick. But I was like, mm, no, uh, that doesn't fit the brand of the, of the team. So my team is Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, Elsa, and the Power Rangers, led by the Pink Power Ranger. Uh, some some badass women fighters. Uh, you know, some 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 uh, good characters that I didn't pick. Maui is one. Mister Incredible. Um, I think Black Panther is one of the stronger Avengers. Um, outside of what was picked, so uh, yeah, just a few there. Um. Yes, solid. Uh, the only other... I mean, Thanos wasn't picked or discussed. Scarlet Witch, surprisingly, wasn't. Um, you mentioned Captain Marvel gets knocked out by Thanos. Scarlet Witch, like, literally beats up Thanos to make him send in, like, just murder ever, like, send in the, the missiles or whatever. Um, the only I'm take it on the sitcom episode. <laughs> Fair. The only, the only person that I wanted to give a quick shout-out to... Um, and I contemplated picking him, but I, with Shazam on the board, there's just too much power, um, is Batman. And here's the reason why. In his utility belt, without <laughs> fail, there will be a kryptonite ring. 
And so if you're talking about Superman being OP'd, Batman might be the one of the only DC characters that can truly neutralize and, and in fact no, kill no, Superman. No, no, it because Darkseid looks at them both and goes, Martha, am I right? And then they both just start crying <laughs> while he murders them. I, I mean, really, that's, that's what I happens. really don't like. I don't to think that's put, gonna happen. I really don't like to put the DC cinematic universe into this podcast too much. Have you seen the Snyder Cut? Because in no, the Snyder I had, Cut, I, the last thing I watched was like Batman either. versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, and I was like, I'm done with this. It's not nah, good. You should, yeah, you should watch the Snyder Cut. It's worth a watch. Because Dark Side, it's literally four says, hours, and we've already established that I haven't seen Godfather because it's too long. And which do you think uh, I'm going to watch first? Well, I know I trust me. <laughs> I am confident you're watching the Godfather soon. Um, <laughs> That is happening. So um, that was Batman for that sole reason was the only one that I was thinking Martian Manhunter would be up there. Um, yeah, normal stuff. My squad, Disney, is Pete's Dragon because no Hope Camp squad is complete without a dragon. Marvel is Dark Phoenix, DC, Shazam, uh, and Teams, the Powerpuff Girls, the most powerful of the squads. All right. So that was our that was our fictional battle royale. Uh, all right, so everyone, uh, first off, thank you for sticking through with us uh, for twelve whole episodes. This is episode twelve. Um, for most people, for most people, most podcasts, that'd be a whole season, but uh, it's all good because we're just going to keep trucking along. Um, so we thank you for that, and as a gift to you all, we're literally uh, we're still recording. We're probably looking at I don't know an hour 52 hours who knows an extra long episode of you listening to to us for things that you didn't really want to hear about uh just because we love you uh hey, so jacob yo, before we go yeah one quick thing yes just as a as an episode 12 gift to the listeners yeah we recognize that most people probably listen to this in the car on a run on your morning walk while doing the dishes or laundry yep but if you choose to spend time with friends listening to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, and you're you're sitting to yourself, and we're a family show, but we're also three guys, four guys, or three guys in pretty, sitting around drinking drinking bourbon, talking comic book nonsense. If you're sitting around going, how do we turn this into a drinking game? What I want you to do, literally, is have a bottle or a or a beer or something in a shot glass, shot glass necessary, and when you're listening. Every time Jacob Pretty says the word literally, I want you to take a drink. Because today alone, it was nine. Episodes um, one through 11, uh, I'll go back and count for you some at some point. But the literally counts are just incredible. And can make it's for Robin an... Robin but um. Oh, oh, yeah. They can make for an epic, epic drinking game. So I encourage you to play... To literally play the Jacob Pretty literally drinking game. Literally fun fact. Yeah, I, I think literally I was fun say, You can make some fun facts, um, literally, and uh, between literally, fun fact, and point of order, you could get real drunk on these shows. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, just do that. And we do. Well, here's a fun fact for you all. Here's a fun fact for you all. Point of order. Nope. Literally, Leaving. we are done see with ya. this podcast. Thank you all for a great episode. Uh, see you all next week, hopefully. If not, who cares? It's fine. We're just still doing this. Have a that bourbon with us next time. Cheers. Good night. Good night. Cheers. Cheers.